Najma, exactly 24 hours have passed since the army came. You're walking east. Every mile or so, the little painted chariot jolts as Princess hauls it forward. The painted wheels are peeling in the sunlight. Little flakes of gold leaf shower down when the wheels hit stones, or in this case, the bleaching skull of some small animal. The sun beats down. Sweat beads and flies buzz at Princess's long ears and mournful eyes. You lead Princess by her bridle, east along the dry creek bed, the way the witch told you. Always south and always east. If you can just make it to the coast. And in the chariot, the witch groans in pain. Najma! She calls to you. She is called Chell. Right now she is a mass of rags and bloody bandages. Her left arm, shot, dangles uselessly. Her face is sunburned and her eyes are feverish. The witch pulls herself to a sitting position. Sweet child, they're coming again. And they are. Men with weapons. They approach. They always do. Roll for initiative. This is a bound interlude. I'll just keep it rolling while we roll for initiative. I am so, so, so happy to introduce to the bound storyline Brooke and her character, Najma. Hi. When you've rolled initiative, why don't you tell me what you look like, Najma? Okay. She looks like a human. She has like silver eyes and star and moon tattoos across her forehead and that cascade down around her cheeks. She's got really silver platinum hair, almost so if sunlight touches it, it disappears. It is very, very, very platinum. I think that was it. She's in like sort of a gypsy type garb, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's like a lot of um, flowing silks, a lot of flowing silks, uh, lots of like little coin purses all over and a lot of like really deep plum colors. And what did you roll for initiative? 12, starting strong. So here's the context. You, your mule, and the chariot stand in the dry creek bed. The sun is beating down, and on either side of you, the dried, crumbly banks lead up to the blazing hot Abat Savannah. You have been traveling for about 12 hours, when it all went to hell. And from whence you and the witch have come, the horsemen now come. Outriders, the cavalry of Baran Ue. Horse archers. They're coming around again. And first in the order... 
Chell herself, as wounded as she is, she has some sort of stab wound on her torso, and her left arm dangles uselessly from where it was shot with a crossbow and sometime in the hours previously. She stands up, and once again, she tries to focus and holds her arm out towards the oncoming thundering warhorses, the archers poised on top of them, and nothing happens. She can't summon anything out. And it is your turn as these horses are oncoming. They're closing in perhaps about 30, 40 yards away. What do you do, Najma? So is it like dark out, Joe? This is blazing noon. Blazing noon, okay, okay. And they're all on horseback, correct? Two of them. Two of them. One of them has the, uh, the, the purple scarlet sash of a lieutenant or perhaps a captain. And the other one just appears to be a leather-bound soldier. I'm going to approach one of them, whoever I can get to the fastest, and try to strike. Awesome. So go ahead and give me a roll to attack as you walk forward, away from the cart, uh, the mule, and from Chell, uh, the witch, and you stand in the way of the oncoming horses as they close the distance. Give me that roll to hit. 23. 23 to hit. Which one would you like to hit? The one with, I think the, the one leading the charge is the, the one with the, the purple sash. Yeah, that is who I will try to hit. Well, who I will hit. So the horses come on and they are powering down towards you. Go ahead and roll your damage as you hit. Are you aiming for the horse or for the rider? Uh, For the rider. The rider. Tell me how you fight. How does Najma do martial arts? I think it's a very basic, like like a Tai Chi almost. Spinning, wheeling kicks and punches. What's the girl's name in Avatar that's like really cute and bubbly? Like it's almost like dancing. Yeah, it's like a dance move. And fluidly you twist to the side almost like a pirouette. And before you know it, uh, before they know it, you bring that heel around. And like a dancer, it careens into the side of him. And it uh, judders into his uh, short bow arm as he is drawing back to fire. Is that it for your turn? I get two attacks, right? So I guess I'll try to hit him again. Ooh, natural 20. That's going to hit, <laughs> believe it or not. Go ahead and roll your damage as you bring your foot down and follow it up with a quick jab from the elbow. 11. Hell yeah. What was that damage altogether? Uh, 20. This is a, a, a very bold act. I think they've been harrying you for a couple hours now as you have been trying to urge this mule farther and farther east, farther and farther from the wreckage uh, that you are fleeing from. And now, standing down in this gully, this dry creek bed, you plant your feet, pirouette, and hit this outrider. And though you you feel something crack and, and sort of give way beneath you as you land, especially at the elbow, he continues to ride forward. I'm going to need you to make a strength saving throw. Oh no, I'm not very strong. Oh yeah, can I do a bonus action before my strength check? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think I'm in a key point flurry of blows him. Awesome, like a blur. Yeah, can I like hop up on the horse with him? Uh, I feel like that would be a full action, like to, to like grapple. Learning as we go. Absolutely. 13 for the first one. On the same guy? Yeah. That one is not going to hit. Okay, 24 on the second. Absolutely going to hit. Can you describe this to me? Because you just landed four unarmed punches on this galloping horseman. So I'm on the ground and he's on a horse. I think I'm just like kicking, did the elbow, and then I'm going to just go for the tendon like in his thigh to try to hit like a nerve on the second. And then 
missed that one. Well, I guess I'm the third because I missed that other one. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just going for like the tendon in his thigh to try to like knock him off. Absolutely, to try to, to knock him off the uh, the horse itself. Go ahead and give me a roll for that damage. 10. Again, it, it is a heroic action to stand here in the onrush of these two mounted uh, horse archers. And you managed to do an insane amount of damage just from the ground, flipping and kicking and spinning, and you missed exactly one. It glances off that leather armor, but then that that next elbow connects, and you seriously woozy this archer. I'm going to need you to make a strength saving throw because the unturbaned, the unsashed archer is going to try to trample directly over you with his warhorse. 16. By the skin of your teeth, you are smashed into by this warhorse, by this uh, uh, this onrushing, beautiful, black-haired steed with sweat beating on its flanks, and it hits you with its hooves as it smashes on through, and you manage to keep your feet, but not before it does ten bludgeoning damage to you. These graceful spins and pirouettes and hits all seem to connect but one, and then boom, as this machine made of meat careens into you, and then the warhorses are past you. Oh no, crap. The one that hits you with his warhorse, the lower ranked officer, has to hang on to the reins to control the warhorse after the, the uh, collision with you, but the one with the sash, the purple sash, and a laminated, mean-looking short bow continues right on past the cart, wheels around, and at the far edge of this gully, brings up the short bow in one fluid motion, aiming directly at the cart. And you hear a brief outrushing of breath. And then, as he pulls back another arrow, aiming directly over the cart at you. That's an 11 plus 6 to hit. That's a 17. It does not hit. How do you block this arrow or get out of its way as this short bow in this mean laminate crack from the top of the horse. Okay, I'm gonna use, my reaction would be to deflect it, but I'm gonna like throw up some silk, almost like a lasso and kind of like catch it and just throw it in the ground. You snatch it out of the air with the silk and the arrow falls harmlessly to the ground. Next in the order is Chell. She huddles down in the back of this painted chariot. The chariot that says, Sweet Princess, the Wonder Mule, the only talking mule on earth. Now it is your turn, Najma. I'm going to attempt to, like, run and get on top of one of the horses. Absolutely. The closest one is the the lower ranking, the one with a, a, a small crossbow. Go ahead and give me an athletics roll to try to grab hold and pull yourself up onto the horse. Oh, fudge. A six. Unfortunately, the horse uh, uh, kicks backwards at you, and you have to fall and fade to the side, uh, avoiding its massive... Uh, blood-soaked hooves. And next in the order, again, they wheel out using the full range of motion, the full speed of these horses, and bring it around again. The crossbow-wielding lower-ranked individual pulls up, aims directly at you. That is a 10 to hit. That's not. There is a weird metallic ringing as this crossbow bolt sails directly past you. And again, that laminated shortbow cracks and cracks as two arrows come flying at you as the horses come speeding past. That's a 14 and a 19. The 19 hits. Can I deflect it as a reaction? So this is the monk feature, deflect missiles. You're trying to reduce the damage. Go ahead and give me that reaction because the second arrow does hit. 
which means you need to roll 1d10 plus your dex modifier plus your monk level. 10, 6, 24. You completely negate this arrow as it sails directly towards your chest. Tell me all about it. You reduce its damage to zero, whatever that means. I'm reading if you can catch the missile, it's small enough for you to hold in one hand and you have at least one hand free, you can then spend a key point to make a ranged attack. Yeah, I totally want to like catch it and just, with all the power I have, throw it back. Go ahead and roll that attack roll. 18. 18. Go ahead and roll a d6 as you hurl this arrow directly back at the short bow wielder. Nine. You so deftly and so on point hurl it at this rider that it sticks directly out of his decorative black armor. It sticks directly through the purple sash, and he barely holds on to his horse, simultaneously grabbing the reins with his right hand and dropping the short bow and holding his left hand to his breast as the horse careens on by. You think for a second he's going to fall out of his horse, but he does not. And as quickly as they came, these two horsemen speed out of the western end of this creek bed and are gone. Princess, the sweet old mule, the only talking mule in the world, is dead. They got her, dang it! A single arrow sprouts from between her eyes. She's slumped, held upright in her harness in front of her painted chariot. Chell, the witch, stirs in the back of the chariot again. She looks even worse. Her eyes are burning with fever. How long have you known Chell? How long has she been traveling with your family? Oh, I have known Chell as long as I've been alive. Chell met your family on the coast, near Abtext. She loves stories. She loves asking questions. When she hears a new one, she writes it down in her black notebook. Chell's chest wound is bleeding again. Najma, we can't go on like this. Get my bag, sweet child. It's midnight, 12 hours ago, and 12 hours since the arrival of the prince. And, Najma, it's your birthday. How old are you? 16. And how old is Lilith, who holds Chell's hands? 10. Your baby sister, Death. what does she look like? She's got red hair, she's really small and really mousy, and she loves, like, she always has some kind of flower in her hand, Specifically a purple violet, well, a violet. Your youngest sister and the youngest performer with your family's troupe. What does she do when the carnival comes to town? When the carnival comes, she uses her gifts, that we call it, to make a path of flowers that line to the tent where the main action is. And they also give off the aroma of the whole show. And she likes to alternate between what the mood of the crowd is. So sometimes it's very sweet. Sometimes it's very smoky. Sometimes it's spicy. It just depends on the crowd. It truly is a team effort, what your family does going from town to town. Running, essentially, a carnival. One that will pick up, move to a new town for a week, maybe less, and then move to the next one. Lilith, today, will be played by Andrew. Hi, Andrew. No! I'm 10. Is that why you looked at me when I said 10? I'm 10 in the Conan universe. (laughs) Lilith, the old witch Chell speaks to you kindly. She smells like peppermint and looks like a hairball. Hi, dearie. Could you get my bag, sweet child? Then your sister is going to take us away from here, but we must be quiet, dearie. Because Najma, your father, was arrested. The twins are still missing. 
Your uncle is dead. The prince didn't like his juggling. Your aunt, you don't know. But judging from the constant patrols, the soldiers haven't caught her yet. And your mother gave you one job in this chaos, after everything went wrong. While she tries to free your father, you need to get Chell and your baby sister out of here. The old woman and the ten-year-old girl, they huddle together in the ruined hut. The old woman pats Lilith's hand, and she stuffs her battered black notebook into her plain black bag. If you can just clear a path to the stable, perhaps the three of you can escape on horseback. I'm linking you an image right now. The X is you. Of a map. Oh, okay. From the firelight, from the 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 dim light that suffuses this midnight in this this little village. You can't even remember what the name is offhand. That's how many villages your family usually goes through in a year. The thousands of little hamlets and thorps that line the roads in between Avex Terrace and Baran. This one has been overrun. The two red dots you can see from the edge of this hut are two armored soldiers. <laughs> how long have you been? <laughs> how long have you been in this small town? How long had this carnival been going on before the army arrived? I would say about ten days. Ten days. Certainly, you had not worn out your welcome thus far. What do you do, Lilith? What do you do, Najma? I'm just going to silently look to my big sister. So we're trying to get from the X to the stable. Red X but there's two X. guards. That you can see. Okay. From the entrance of the hut. How how many feet would you say the, the guards are and the stable is? So you can see there's a little grid. Each grid is five feet. Six, seven, eight, nine. Nine by five. There's uh, the one over by the this tree, mm-hmm. directly to the north of what I think was a, a bakery, mm-hmm. is 45 feet away. Okay. And the one next to it is about 55. It is completely dim, completely dark. So I'm going to use two key points and cast Pass Without a Trace on the three of us. Ooh, what does that do? Sir... A veil of shadows and silence radiates from you, masking your companions from detection. Each creature you choose has a 10-plus bonus to the stealth checks, and you can't be tracked except by magical means. Wow. What does this look like? How does Najma do what she does? Is this magical in nature, or is this uh, some product of your, your natural physical ability? I think for her, it's gonna feel a little bit of like a mix of both so i think i like hold their hands and weave between us like a bind almost with one of the scarves that has like a ton of almost like a bunch of constellations on it so it's like we have to be linked by the fabric for it to work Mm. i think that uh uh, chell is uh immensely intrigued i think you've you've shown her some of these things before but you can tell that she is examining every little movement that you do with your hands, trying to understand. What do we do? Just follow my lead, Chell, okay? I kiss Lilith on the cheek. And now we stealth. Where to? You are on the southern end of this part of this small village. To the north is the storeroom that the villagers let your father use. Masks, guitar strings, whatever various storages needed to be used for their, uh, the, the days-long carnival. And to the far right is the small building where they were housing your grandmother. Because when you get that old, you kind of need a bed and a place to actually be, not just 
living in the cart life. Joe, I just saw that, and I was like, wait a second, that is my grandma. So, like, directly in front of us is a building, so we can't pass through. We're going to have to go around one side. Mm-hmm. Or technically over. They are one-story buildings for the most part, with thatched roofs. Mm-hmm. I think I'm too worried about Chell, so I think we're going to try to go, like, straight past the guard that's 45 feet. To the north. So go ahead and give me a stealth check. I'm going to say uh, we can just use Najma's score for the three. It's fine, Lilith rolled a 16, whatever. <laughs> if I roll bad, we'll just take that I'm one. I'm 10, it's whatever. Oh, no. I'm 10. So a 28. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can tell that the guards are on high alert. Perhaps they're still looking for your aunt, or other issues have arisen ever since the order was given to sack and to take into custody uh, members of your family. Does your family have a name? Does this troop, this performing troop... Yes. It's called the Tales of Lyra. The Tales of Lyra, the traveling carnival. And you keep to the shadows this mutedness, this uh, web that you have woven in between the three of you does very well to keep you out of the eyes of this guard that stands underneath a tree and holds a uh, gleaming metal pike in his left hand. He is watching and he sees nothing. And you can see now from this vantage, I assume you're over near the house, like across from him. Mm-hmm. You see the, the thing that's marked storehouse? Yes. There is one guard outside of it to the left and another one in the alleyway all the way to the right. I think we're going to try to go over the roofs. Okay, strike that, strike that. I'm trying to think. Yeah. In front. I mean, what do you have in your tool belt? Lots of punches. You can also teleport freely. It's nighttime. Oh, shoot, I can. <laughs> Whoa, sorry, I totally forgot that. We just can't. Oh, crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a guard next, basically next to the storehouse, and then between the- To the left. To the left, and then a guard in that alley. I think I'm gonna guide Lilith and Chell to hang a right to go towards the stable. I'm basically trying to shadow step to the guy in the alley. So where do you put them as you leave them? To to meld into the shadows and step out elsewhere. Can I can can we try to get into the building of the storehouse? From where you are, absolutely. Okay. The front door you'll see is actually somewhat conspicuously cracked open, and though the roof is a little bit broken at the top, you see that the the front door is not locked or barred in any sort of way. However, to the left of the storehouse is where the guard sits. So from your vantage point where Chell and uh, Lilith are to the left, that little house on the left, you are going to try to forward to the storehouse? (sighs) What do you get? I think so. So as you Leave Chell and Lilith in the in in the shadows. Chell, I think, places a protective hand on Lilith and draws her very slightly back up against the wall, where the shadows are even deeper, and nods at you. And you are gone. What does it feel like? Anything, or are you just there in the darkness in front of the storehouse? Yeah, I think it's just like a poo. Like I'm just there. Can you give me a perception check, please? Mm-hmm. Twenty-four. Cloaked in inky black shadows, you are able to see everything in this dim light. Only the crescent moon is providing really light at this point, uh, and maybe certain patrols wandering up and down the main drag past the well in the center of town uh, might have torches casting 
strange and long shadows, and you notice two things instantly. Around the corner is the breathing and slight cursing of a guard as he tries to light his pipe over to the side of the storehouse. You are around the front, and as you are about to push your way into the storehouse door, you look down on the ground, and you see fire ants. Not the insect, a creation of your brother Kronos, littering the ground just inside the doorway of the storehouse. A trap laying in wait. What do you do? Mm, good job. Knew he was my favorite. Joe, you can totally say no to this idea. Is it possible if I could, like, use one of my silks to, like, get the attention of the guard on the left to try to lure him to the fire ants? Absolutely. Yeah. So now I, I should also say from this vantage point and from your perception check, there are two guards mirroring each other in the alleyways. Do you see how there's the alleyway in between what is a connected to the storage building and that next lot? Mm-hmm. Yes. The alleyway directly below it, there's another guard. They are both at either end. Okay. So in the meantime, would you please give me, let's see, would you please give me a, uh, what do you think this would be? I think I'm- So you're trying to lure him. I think, can I use minor illusion? Oh, absolutely. I was like, oh, duh. Give me then a spellcasting uh, wisdom roll. So roll and then add your wisdom modifier. I knew that luck was going to run out. So a nine. What is the illusion that is to bring the guard into where the fire ants are placed? So I think, yeah, I think I'm going to make like a little treasure chest that sits like right by the fire ants. <laughs> That's like gleaming with like a ton of rubies and sapphires and emeralds. So this guard just rolled a natural 20 on his intelligence check. Ah. And as you fashion out of shadows, these these shadows come together to form a, a gleaming and inviting uh, treasure chest. This guard looks at it drops his pipe, pulls his pike away from the side of the storehouse, and begins to walk towards you. Make a stealth check, because you are hiding in plain sight at the moment. He is fixated on this treasure chest, and his eyes dart left and right into the shadows. 25. Ooh. For a second, his eyes glaze right over you, looking directly into the shadows where you sit. But the the weave of your, your illusion is strong. He does not see you. However, he does bring his pike up and down into the dirt through the treasure chest. And as it remains, he calls to the two guards in the alleyway. Mm. Biran, sir! These three guards, approaching, weapons drawn, are fanning out towards the storehouse. And this guard that uh, 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 saw through the illusion, maybe he's not dead? Oh, shit. And he pushes open the storehouse door with his pike. And where you are directly next to it, you can see a figure with long, spilling red hair seated at the far end of the storehouse, on the other side from the fire ants. What do you do as these guards begin to close in and search the area? So they're to where, like, I could attack them, right? Yeah, they're closing in, all three of them. Okay, so I think I'm going to use my mind link... Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Uh, so basically, I can give a creature the ability to speak telepathically with me for an hour. And which creature are you targeting? I'm going to target Chell. 
You you look at the shadows where you know Chell and Lilith are, and you establish that mental connection. Um. Okay, I'm going to find that and just tell her, Chell, get Lilith to the stables, okay? And then I'm going to try to attack them going in. Roll for initiative, as you hear. Right away, are we going loud? Are we loud? No! Right? Are we going loud? No, 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 no. For you. For me. Going loud, oh, I, I was like, no, don't go loud. Um, I think. No, I think it's. I think it's still trying to keep it under. The yeah, I think it's like it. a lot of moves from her act. So I think that uh, Chell is going to take Lilith to the north and around the storehouse where that one guard just vacated. Oof. And rolled a natural one on stealth. You but fucking first, bitch. Sorry. What you were gonna do? Tell me what you do, as you are almost toe-to-toe with these three guards that all do not see you, all peering into the storehouse at the the still figure in the chair. Okay, so I'm going to try to, like, use my knuckles to punch into the kidneys of the first guard. The one, whoever has their back closest to her. Awesome, yeah, the one that's directly pushing into the door, trying to look inside. Give me that initiative roll, because you're going to get a surprise round. Seventeen. Oh! Oh! No! No, Joe! Oh. Uh, Lilith, would you please roll initiative for me with a modifier of plus two? It's a 21. 21. The first thing that happens is Najma, you rear up out of the shadows and bring in, what, a fist directly into the back of this man? Yeah, it's like her knuckles. Just trying to, knuckles, just, just trying to cave in the back of this man's ribs. It's with advantage, right? Is it? If it's a surprise round. Yes, because yeah. it is a surprise stealth attack. Okay, 19. Yes, go ahead and roll that damage. Six. All right. You feel ribs crack as you deliver this crushing blow to the side of this guard. And at the same uh, time, you hear another crack as a dried branch over to the north underneath Chell's foot snaps. And all of a sudden, these three guards and the guard below near the tree are alerted, shouting, Who's there? Who's... And then I assume you continue to attack. What do you do, Najma? I'm going to do like a roundhouse kick to his spine. For your second attack, go ahead and roll. Is that like an advantage for spine kicking? Just kidding. 24. That is going to hit. Roll that damage. Six. Tell me how you kill this guard. Oh, hey. The first yeah. one, the one that had pushed his way in. I think you bring in those massive, that knuckle into the ribs and you feel the ribs break. How do you kill him? Yeah, I think I like feel his rib break. So I want to like roundhouse kick that broken rib like out through his sternum. And a small gout of blood as the bri- as the broken ribs actually begin to pierce outwards through the skin. And all he can manage is a gurgle. And the shouts of alarm from his friends next to him as the shadows themselves seem to attack. What do you do? Is that the end of your turn? Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna like throw my elbow into the jawbone of the guy on my right. Go ahead and roll that attack. Mm, 13. That is gonna hit. Roll that damage as you go from these these crushing knuckles, the crushing roundhouse kick, and now poof, on the second target. A seven. Not enough to keep him off his feet as they begin to call, call for reinforcements. Here! Here! First in the order are Lilith and Chell. And uh, Chell says in that same telekinetic link, I guess we're going loud. What do you do, Lilith? 
I, 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 I followed, I, I silently follow Chell worriedly towards, I assume, the, uh, the stables. Chell grabs you by the arm and pulls, pulls, pulling you north and around the storehouse. And this guard down by the tree below, not the ones next to the storehouse, catches sight of the movement, even as obscured as you are, and begins to call and holler, and you feel a, 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 a twanging, vibrating, buzzing as some sort of crossbow bolt flies over your head. And he is running after you, running and reloading as two, three, four, five, six, you and Chell are moving north of the storehouse and towards the stables. And next in the order are the two guards near you, Nashma. And they are both are going to pull back with their pikes and bring them sweeping down on you. The first is a 21 to hit. Yep. It drags across your front, dealing two damage. Whereas the second one, that's going to be a 17 to hit. Does not. Tell me how you take such minimal damage from the first one. What is the monk-like thing that you are doing? I kind of imagine you're actually poofing back and forth in the shadows, just out of reach. for sure, yeah. And it is your turn as these two uh, guards, now also hollering, uh, are, are trying to bring their pikes down again and again. And from within the storehouse, nothing. Okay, I'm going to try to hit the guy to my right with my first punch. Roll. Okay. Yep. Nope. Ten. I think it is brought off to the side by the 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 end of the pole arm as he just keeps it in between him and you. I think I'm gonna try then for the second hit to like kick out the legs from the guy on my left. Go ahead and roll. This is the more injured one. Uh, twenty. That absolutely hits. Roll that damage. Eleven. You kill him by kicking his legs out from under him. I think you ki- you sweep out his legs, poofing back and forth, and he literally falls on one of the fire ants, one of your brother Kronos' creations, mm-hmm. and it burns as it melts into his skin, and he, falling, burning through his face, dies. Cool. Is that the end of your turn? I think for my bonus, I'm just going to try to hit the guy to my left again. Go ahead and roll. 22. That is going to hit. And another 11. 11 damage? Kill this man for me. (laughs) (laughs) I think that she is just going to pop right in front of him and shove her palm up into his nose so that it pushes the bone up into his brain. Oh, the cartilage just crunching upwards. And he does the sort of stagger back, stagger back like like a dancing bear for a second and then teeters over backwards on the ground, choking on his own blood. The last guard is the one that was in hot pursuit of Lilith and Chell. And he, now seeing you, your cover being blown, is going to reload his crossbow, bring it up to his uh, shoulder, and fire directly at you. That's a 10 to hit. It does not. But that same whizzing, whirring, whine of a, of a, of a crossbow bolt slams past you and into the wooden wall of the storehouse. Lilith and Chell, are you both just going to the, the stable still? Can I see my older sister? No, you are now on the uh, northern side of the storehouse. Then yes. You go, and as you approach, roll perception check. Uh, add, a, add a plus four. Okay, uh, it's an 18. You hear weeping from inside. A young man's voice weeping. Najma, what do you do? Um, I think I'm going to just take a quick glance into the storehouse to see if Kronos is alive and there. 
through the broken rafters of the storehouse, you can see starlight and that crescent moon filtering through. And you see that seated figure completely still and the long locks of red hair on the top of his head. The fire ants lead directly to him. There's an empty bag at his feet. Mm. This is Kronos. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to go in. Are you going to shadow step in? Yeah. And now you are in the storehouse and can clearly see the face of your brother. Tell me something you remember about him. Tell me how he played dice with you during the long caravan trips from town to town, from payday to payday. We used to have a game where I used to have to try to roll snake eyes. And if I did, I would get a chocolate. And if I didn't, then I would not. But he always made it, so I got snake eyes. He would always hand the chocolate to you with an open palm. And his open palm rests right now on his knee. A single fire ant. These little dull red iron spikes curled into the shapes of ants sits on his palm as if it was a gift. I take it, and I would like to take the empty bag. You do. And again, the shout of the guard as his quarry has disappeared from outside. He is trying to raise the alarm for the whole camp. And in the distance, you can hear a few more voices. Not yet the roar of oncoming cavalry, but voices. What do you do? Okay, so I know they're going to the stable, so I think I'm going to try to shadow step to the stable. So the only places that you can see from within the storehouse where Kronos sits are north, south, and west. So no, you cannot see the stables. And up through the broken rafters of the storehouse. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to get to the roof of the storehouse. Absolutely. Give me an acrobatics roll, please. Joe, I sure will. Okay, never mind. A ten? I think you are struck by this sight. By... Kronos lying here. You make your way halfway up towards the broken rafters when something makes you look back down at the fire ants. And then pushing through the door, kicking his way through, is the guard that had lost sight of you. And he rolls to shoot you. That is a 13 to hit. Does not. It does not, but you nevertheless have to twist out of the way and land on your feet. Now within 15 feet of this guard as he is stumbling forward. Stumbling onto the fire ants and he completely fails his role <laughs> he steps one big booted foot onto a particularly well-placed fire ant and it zings and and the smell of burning flesh as he begins to holler and and stamp and jump and that lands on more fire ants dealing quite a bit of fire damage to him what do you do can i shadow step onto the roof the, the text of Shadow Step is you can move from one shadow to the other. I think all you can see from here is, like, the sky. Oh, okay, so you're saying, I think I'm just going to, like, try to jump over him and get out of the storehouse. Give me an acrobatics roll. Okay, that's better. A 20. Easily. You leap past him, pushing directly over and through, and now you are in the main street again, leaving him inside, cavorting from foot to foot as he steps on yet more fire ants. What do you do now that you are in the main street? Where are you headed? There are voices now, and in the distance, a, a large firelight on the horizon, east, on the other side of town, where you know the circus tent to be. I think I'm just going to try to get to the stable. You set off down the road towards the stables. Lilith, what do you do as you approach the stables and hear this sobbing voice inside? 
Chell instantly puts a hand on your shoulder, as if warding off any thoughts of entering. What do you do? I take ch- I take Chell's. Ad- I, I trust Chell. I, I quietly kind of just sit back and 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 wait on Chell. And you are now creeping ever closer. The farthest right building on the original map I gave you, you are just to the north. And Najma, you are in the streets as guards are thundering up. You can hear them now moving up past uh, uh, where you know Enki's cottage to be, your grandmother's, and hammering on the doors. And though you cannot hear what she says, you can hear her reedy voice from within. But you are passing east to the well. What do you do? I gotta just keep going to the stable. And now you hear it too. And psst, as Chell and Lilith look at you from the shadows, you hear the sobbing as well. The stable doors are slightly ajar. I'm going to, because we're not fully met up together, correct? I think you are within 30 feet of each other and you've just made eye contact. How long does your uh, telepathic thing last? An hour, I believe. I think I'm going to use it. I will look and see if it is safe, okay? And I'm going to go try to sneak into the stable. Affirmative. How do you do so? You said the doors were ajar? Yeah, slightly. I think she's just going to try to, like, pin herself against the wall and just look in the door. Roll that stealth check, please. Remember, you have passed without trace. Oh, yeah. 20. Wait, you rolled a two? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> nevertheless, nevertheless, you, uh, is so good. <laughs> it's so good. You are able to peer into the front of the stables. Perhaps you were hoping for your father's horses, or maybe even one of the pack horses, or, or what is the name of the stallion that you would have hoped for, for speed? Ares. Ares is dead. Oh, fudge. Lying in his stable. His throat has been slashed, and there is an apple hanging out of his mouth. And on the ground, sobbing, naked to the waist, is a young man. Around one leg is an immense ball and chain, branded with a heavily muscled right arm. This is one of the war slaves, Faranue. A bloody cavalry dagger lays in front of him as he sobs. Ares is dead. Sweet Princess, the amazing talking mule, and her little chariot are in the corner breathing through nostrils, eyes wide at the smell of blood, terrified. And the boy weeps and tries to wipe his hands on the stable floor, spreading his sin on the floor and smearing it in his hair involuntarily. Oh, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Oh, to Jem, forgive my soul. And eventually, wiping his running nose, sputtering, he picks up the knife again. (sighs) Wiping his nose on his arm, his bare arms, He picks up the knife and begins to walk towards Princess. Please forgive me, little girl. Oh, I'm going to go in and just try to disarm him. Just kick it or, like, slap it out? I think this is going to be an athletics roll. You're you're trying to stop him and and perhaps get the knife out of his uh, arms. Okay. A ten? As soon as you uh, silently run up and begin to lay a hand on him, He stiffens, and with one massive sweep of that heavy upper body, he hurls you off to the side. And now, his nose running and his eyes moist, he looks at you with the knife in his hand and says, Oh, no, 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 please, 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 I don't want to hurt you, too. Please, 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 don't, just, just leave. I'll pretend I didn't see you, please. I'm going to ground my feet and get into, like, a attack stance. 
And I'm just gonna look him in the eyes and just ask, is it better for you to live or to die? Better for me to die than to cause another death. Please, please, please. I, if they catch me, they'll beat me. I, I, I have to... I have to do this, and I think he uh, wildly, um, very inexpertly, as though his heart isn't in it, hurls himself towards you, uh, knife in large, wide slashes. Hey, Joe. Yes. Can a small barn owl fly in and distract his attack? Just Absolutely. <gasps> what? Somehow, a small barn owl flies into the rafters and down into his face, and this large, branded war slave this young boy is even less able to, to make contact. I think, Najma, he just sort of goes by you, just waving his arms distractedly and disorientedly. I am going to attack. Mm -hmm. This is part of her magic, I think. The whole time that I'm gonna be attacking, can I go and do minor illusion in his head and put him in like a dream state so that it's not as bad, like it's, I mean, it's bad, but it's more so like we're dancing. Uh, I think this would be a full action. I'm wondering what it is that you're uh, attempting to get him to do. I'm more so just like, I'm going in the intent, intent to end his life, but I want it to be as peaceful and as good as it can be. Does that make sense? I'd be cool if it was like, um, like some music in his head. Please go ahead and roll plus wisdom if you're, if you're trying to make him. So six. Uh, I think... Panicked and and saddened and disoriented as he is with uh, Ares' blood running down his arms. And I think he's not even paying attention to whatever music it is that you are creating. Okay. So he is going to come hurtling at you again. That is going to be a 12 to hit. It does not. He's a blundering non-combatant at this point, though he is armed. <laughs> with an owl in his face. From outside, you hear Chell in that telepathic link say... Company. Oh gosh, I'm I'm just gonna attack him. Give me a roll. Fourteen. Fourteen. Go ahead and roll damage as you bring in what uh, I, like a hammer punch. So this is a nine. You really stagger him, stagger, stagger him as you bring down a a, a thundering hammer punch. I'm gonna hit him again. A fifteen. Damage. Eight. Eight points of damage. Again, you are bringing down fist after fist, and though this is a, a strong. A hardy young man. He is almost buckling under your blows. He, he doesn't know how to take a hit. My bonus is going to be to flurry of blows him. 25. Roll damage. Nine. Do you want to kill this man or do you want to knock him out? Oh no, she's going to kill him. You punch him directly in the throat. And he falls. Contact, says Chell outside. It hits your ear strangely. I don't think you've heard her speak like this before, but nevertheless, the telepathic connection, Chell says, Con contact, oh! There is a flood of light from outside the stable. What do you do? Go outside. Uh, do you bring out uh, a princess in her in her chariot? Okay, I think I'm gonna like attach her and then lead her outside. You attach a uh, princess to her harness, the only talking mule in the world, and she pulls her little gold foil painted chariot out into the street, into the, the growing light just to the north of the street. And now you can definitely hear the shouts of alarm and the, the, the drawings of swords from scabbards, the slapping of blades against shields. And as you pull by the bridle 
princess out into the street. A giant wall of flame has lit up the northern exit from this little quadrant of this little village. And Chell holds her arm uh, delicately to her side and says, Ah! Ah! Sorry. I broke the... I could... The link's gone. Ah! What do you do? Is Lilith with her? Lilith is not there. Son? Where is Lilith? Freaking biatch. In the barn, the uh, the owl is going to swoop down next to Ares. Uh-huh. The horse. And transform into Lilith. And she's just going to silently make a little flower grow out of the apple that's in his mouth. As one tear kind of rolls down her face, she's going to leave and look for her big sister. There is a choked... From the big man on the ground. I am going to just keep walking away. And you leave, and you enter this this now firestorm. You can very much tell that there is activity on the far edge of this wall of fire, this flame that is, is massively tall and thick, has bounded off part of the horizon directly next to the stable. It is arithmetically perfect. It is a straight parallel line across this uh, this northern edge of the street. Mm. What do you do? Again, you can hear calls and, and shouts from down near uh, Enki's hut. But otherwise, the world is open. I say, Chell, you come to me, okay? And I'm gonna get Lilith, and I'm gonna put them in the chariot. They hop into the chariot. And I'm going to hop on top of princess and kick her to go south so we'll pass Inky's hut. Princess, slowly but stubbornly as she has for many years, pulls at a steady rate down south. You can see now that there are uh, guards banging at the edge of Enki's hut trying to break in. Two of them, similarly with with pike and with uh, leather armor, are trying to kick their way in. And as one of them rears back and smashes through the lower edge of the door, that part of the door breaks inwards while the overall structure holds. What do you do? We just keep going. You pass them. Just behind you, Lilith, you can see through the small small window, more of just a hole in the the stucco of this wall, you can see your grandmother's face as you pass southward out of town. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to this interlude episode of Bound. The next episode will be the proper start of Act 2 of this journey, but this was our way to make sure that we properly introduced Najma, played by our own Brooke Ferguson. We are so excited about bringing her into the story. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our amazing partner, Dice Envy. You don't have to be a total dice goblin to appreciate these beautiful click clacks, but it doesn't hurt. You can get 10% off of your order at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com slash QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. 
If you're a fan of the Quest Company, please do us a favor and go to our page on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a rating and review. It is a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. If you really love what we do here at the Quest Company and you'd like to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanypodcast.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at The Quest Company. You can also hang out with us in our Discord that we have for both QuestCo and QuestCo Jr. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. I'd like to thank Joe Lytus for running the game and editing this episode, along with the artist whose music is featured in it. Thank you to Akash Gandhi for the song Eyes of Glory. Thank you to Kai Engel for the song Augmentations. Thank you to G Music for the song Meridian. Thank you to Joni Void for the song To Alter Realities. Thank you to John Kirsch and Meteorite Productions for the song It's Coming. Thank you to The Tower of Light for the song Decision. Ambient Sound by TabletopAudio.com and Lobo Loco. That's all for me, so let's get back to the action. Thank you for joining us here at the Quest Company. There are images of what happened that night. There is the the juggling act that went wrong, suddenly drew the ire of the prince. There are images of the lion taming act, uh, mocked at by soldiers, throwing daggers carelessly at these animals that had been trained so well by Arcturus. Images of revolts and counter-revolts of your aunt leading some sort of desperate attack in revenge for your your uncle's murder. And there is your father trying to keep peace, trying to hold back the Baran Uwe army. It was never supposed to go like this. It was just supposed to be another night of carnival. Back to the plains. The riders have retreated for now, probably getting reinforcements the way today is going. And Princess has been shot in the head. Where is Lilith? If Lilith wasn't with us for the first part of this... Where are, where's Lilith now? I assume Lilith is up in the air, probably the same owl, <laughs> just flying like circles to be like a lookout. Sweet child, says Chell. My bag, Najma, the case inside, please. My bag. I take her her bag. You take up the bag, slightly heavier than it looks, and she tries to fumble for the clasp, but with her deadened left arm, 
Ah, you can see it sending an electric sort of shock of pain through her, and she fumbles and drops it directly to the side of her. I do for you, okay? And I open it up. It is cavernous inside. Peering into it, you see a paradoxical sight. It is as though you are looking through a keyhole into a room as you look into this bag. A room with simple stone walls and floors, all of a uniform gray, and absolutely packed floor to ceiling with those notebooks that Chell writes in. The case, sweet child, please, dearie, the the case. And at the foot of this mountain of notebooks, there is a case, a a small, uh, simple black case. There is a set of simple black clothes embossed with a silver sigil and just hundreds more of these black notebooks and writing utensils. Would I know what the silver sigil is? It it looks like a moon. We have to take drastic measures, sweetie. I get the case. Staggering, the old witch fumbles at the case with one hand, her other hand hanging uselessly, and eventually the case bursts open, spilling small glass tubes onto the savannah. She's panting. Her forehead is shiny with sweat, and she tries to bend over as well as she can, her new bandages around her chest beginning to break and new blood welling up within them. And as her left arm dangles close to the tubes, the tubes violently buzz and crackle, and she moans with pain, sidling away from the case. (sighs) No good, no good. Reactive, probably meteoric. Let's see. Let's, let's, let's see. Um, oh. And she produces a belt and with her teeth, begins to tighten it around her upper arm. She takes several deep breaths and picks up the dagger from inside the bag by the blade, and she offers it to you. Child, listen to me very carefully. Do you remember my friends on the coast? I need you to take my bag to them. But first, I need you to do something. And she very gingerly uses her right arm to put her left arm up on the edge of the chariot and hands you the blade. I can't help us with this thing in my arm. No matter how much I scream and curse, you have to get this out of my arm. Okay, child, I do for you. And you take the small dagger in your hand. And we flash forward. It is now evening. Chell looks awful, her arm even more useless. The awful slag of that metal, that whining, whinging metal that, as you get close to it, gives off that sort of buzz, lays covered in, in gore and blood on the ground. Chell has tied as many clothes as uh, she can around it, silks and rags, indiscriminately bloody. And she begins to draw in the sand, picking up these chalks, picking up these dusts. She begins to draw runes and sigils, and the hoofbeats come again. Roll for initiative. Oh no. Oh, fudge. Ten. Uh, that's a nineteen. As the thundering hoofbeats come even closer, closer now as they, they echo in this arroyo, this dried out creek bed, Chell shouts out through gritted teeth, Remember what we talked about, girls? You can't let them stop me, no matter what. And she begins to draw spiraling, spiraling lines across this diamond that she has etched into the ground. And the pigments begin to glow. Lilith, you are first 
in the order. Where are you? Are you still in the air? Because if so, you can see the plume of dust kicked up by these horsemen, these outriders, as they approach. I think she was probably on the ground as a person and is going to take the form of the same barn owl, <laughs> little tiny barn owl, and fly up in the sky. And that is what you do. And you see these plumes on coming. And Chell begins to mutter to herself, to the east, no, no, not far, not far, okay, let's see, let's see. And she is thinking very hard and even scratches in the dust what look like math equations as she then goes back to this diagram and adds another glowing stroke of powder. Najma, they have not yet arrived. You have a second to prepare yourself. What do you do? Is it possible to get into like a tree so that when they pass, I can like swing and kick them off a horse? Uh, a tree, no, but boulders and the sides of this arroyo, of this dry creek bed, yes. You can scramble up to the top. Okay. Give me an athletics roll to- 17. 17. What would you like, a boulder or the actual sides of the, of the creek bed? I think the boulder. And you do, directly to the top. And the sun, you see, is beginning to set low in the horizon. And shadows are beginning to pop up behind this boulder and behind the sides of the creek bed. About to be on. And on they come. Thundering forward, the first to act is the unsashed guard with the crossbow, who brings it up to his shoulder, aims and fires as the horse thunders on by, moving around the, the boulder. They have begun to engage you, and that whizzing bolt sails towards you and completely spins on by. Whereas the shortbow outrider, with that laminated shortbow crack, is spinning around the boulder and trying to shoot you, seeing that you are elevated and perhaps easier prey. That is a 13 to hit. Does not. And a 17 to hit. Does not. Easily both arrows to the left and to the right. It is Lilith's turn. I'm going to use my action, basically use the help action, to just fly around the guy with the laminated bow until my sister has attacked, and then I will flutter off. And Chell begins to say, I'm a little open down here. It just sounds like Corin. God damn it. <laughs> Somebody help me. Girls, girls, I'm a little open down here. And she begins to move down to the western side of this etching that she is putting into the earth. I'm going to try to, like, Wendy Wu kick him off the horse. The short bow or the crossbow? The short bow. Short bow. That one. Give me an athletics roll. I would say with advantage. A 16. You leap with this flying kick. Definitely kick him in the chest. And he has to hold onto the, uh, the sides of his horse to keep from falling off immediately from the force of your blow. And then the weight that you put on the horse makes it shy and throw. And both of you tumble to the ground. He has failed his animal handling role. And he is prone on the ground. You are prone on the ground. Directly on the ground next to you, this guard whips out a dagger and tries to plunge it into your thigh with a th uh, 21 to hit. Oh, he does. Six damage as he whips it out and on the ground, not even bothering to stand up, is trying to stab and stab. And first he stabs the ground and then he drags it down the sides of your thigh. And the other begins to load his crossbow and attempting to fire into the melee on the ground does so. Oh, with a 19 to hit. And that's with disadvantage. Does that hit you? 
Yeah, but for my reaction, can I deflect? Absolutely. 19. This whizzing metallic bolt actually makes contact with your skin and you feel sickened. But through preternatural reflexes, you have diverted it and reduced its damage to nothing. And you now have a bolt in your hand and it begins to sickly sort of feel like a, a strange acid burn against your skin. Can I use the uh, mis- deflect missile attack? Absolutely. Shove it. I want to try to put it in the guy's head that I'm on the ground with. Yeah. Give me that attack roll. 26. Redirect, catch, and bring it down onto this man's head. Nine. You draw blood. He roars in pain as blood now begins to spill into this dust, into this melee. And it is now Lilith's turn. I'm going to flutter around the face of the uh, the gentleman with the crossbow that's still on a horse to just try and distract him if he attacks my sis. Leaving it to Chell, who again is muttering to herself, and she is drawing that that same long slash up the northern side of this diamond. Najma, your turn. I'm going to... I'm not going to say I want to Conan punch a camel, (laughs) but I kind of want to try to Conan punch a horse to knock it to the ground. Give me an athletics roll. (laughs) (laughs) But I pray it's high because I have, like, no strength. Okay, that's a three. Um, this warhorse rolls a natural 20. As it is also a large beast, uh, it is doubly not going to go anywhere. And uh, I think you try to knock it to the ground or bring it down in some way. And the, the strength of this war beast, uh, having had a little bit of a rest, uh, is completely shrugging off your attempt. That's fair. And these guards, one of them is uh, the one that you stabbed the bolt into, is going to use his movement to stand up and whipping out a short sword, try to barrel it into your thigh. Uh, That is going to be an eight to hit as he is trying to get a a clear shot at you, but can't. And his friend uh, is going to, again, try to load that crossbow and fire down at you. And you're just too close. The disadvantage of being so close and ranged completely makes him flub the shot and it whizzes, that metallic whiz, into the, the savannah loam, the creek bed mud next to you. Lilith's turn. I'm, I, I rinse and repeat. I'm going to do the same thing. Distract the gentleman with the crossbow who's shooting at my sister. And next in the order, Chell, now working on the southern end of the diamond, which requires her to come closer to this heaving mass of horse and violence on the ground, completely absorbed in her work. One of the wings of this diamond has been completely sketched. There are three to go. Najma. Oh, Lord. For my first attack, I'm going to try to heel kick the guy behind me. Melee attack. 18. That's going to hit. Um, and then can I use a key point to stunning strike him? Absolutely. What do I have to roll? I don't know. It's a con save. A con save. 14 to save. It fails. How do you stun him? Because you do. He locks up in his armor with that short sword outraised. Yeah, I just think I, like, kick my leg back, almost like a donkey kick. I'm going to go right for the um, testicles. The testicle is locked. You can see him trying to fight against something that has paralyzed his muscles. Is that your turn? That was an 11 for his damage. 11 damage? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to try to grapple the guy off the horse. Give me an athletics check. (laughs) Natural one. I think even though he is, is... rocketing back and forth and is unsure what to do and his horse is is similarly not uh, comfortable in this close range melee he, his horse rears up and poof, one right hoof directly into your chest mm-hmm. driving you back 
into the circle and dealing six damage. And you step on one of the lines that Chell has drawn. Oh, shoot. And she can't even say anything. She just weakly shoves you to the side with her injured arm and continues to paint, trying to ignore the divot that you have just pushed into the dirt. And next in the order are these guards. The one completely stunned, completely locked up, unable to move, unable to turn, unable to even get out of the way as his companion with the crossbow tries to just bring his warhorse up and attack with the hooves again. That is a nine to hit, which does not, and the horse uh, narrowly avoids trampling over more of the diamond. Lilith. Yes. Your turn. Oh, my be. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to say, like, they kill you. You're dead. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> Joe, let me know if, if this is cool. Uh, is there any way I can help with the, the creation of the rune, seeing, like, the damage that was done to it, like, trying to, like... You're saying to step in as Lilith and fix the divot. Or to help... To help Chell. Chell. Uh, I don't think so. I, I, I think that whatever Chell is doing is Beyond. not... Uh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> No worries. Uh, then I'm going to just do the same thing I was doing and distract the gentleman with the crossbow. Giving the help action. And it is Najma's turn. The sun's slipping b- below the horizon. I just needed to go a little bit dark. I guess I'm just going to try to hit him. Give me an attack roll. Okay, the first one's a 10. That is going to miss. There's a 12. Roll damage. Six. What, uh, like a, a flying headbutt? How do you do this? Yeah, I think I just... Like, try to jab the, the ribs. Yeah. Uh, is that the end of your turn? I'm going to use my bonus action and do flurry of blows on the guy I stunned. You're going to flurry of blows on the guard that is still stunned, locked into place. So you're attacking at advantage because he's uh, stunned. Okay, the first one's a natural 20. Uh, that one's going to hit. 15. Massive damage. You hurl your elbow into his nose and it splatters in blood. You don't need to, you need to, you don't need to roll the second. <laughs> the second one is also natural 20. Oh, wow. (laughs) Roll that damage. 11. Hanging on to life. And as the end of your second uh, of this this insane fusillade of blows smashes into his face and his soft parts, he is reeling backwards, gasping at the sky as the sun begins to sink even farther below the horizon, blood pouring down onto his front. He's going to wildly strike out with the short sword. As a natural 20, as just in flurry, pain and, and shock and in fear, he is going to whip out and crack you <laughs> uh, for nine points of damage. <laughs> Behind you, the guard is going to change tactics and is going to fire up in the air at the owl that has been harassing him. First, he urges his horse away from this bloody melee on the ground, getting some clearance. Five, ten, fifteen feet, provoking an attack of opportunity from you, Najma. I'm going to try to kick him. 15. That hits. Roll damage. A nine. As this guard raises the crossbow and has your sister in his sights, has this barn owl in its sights, about to squeeze the trigger, Mm. he has your sister in his sights, you lash out. How do you kill him? Oh, wow. On the horse with the crossbow. I just, I think I just try to dig my heel in between his ribs going back and forth between the two guards. Finally, that heel crashes in, and much like uh, earlier, again, that killer heel whips around before he can fire on your sister. 
knocks him dead out of the saddle. Lilith, it is your turn. The same thing I've been doing to the dude on the ground. Just give my sister the help back. And Chell is trying desperately, desperately trying to finish that third quadrant of this this diamond that she has written on the ground. Najma. I'm going to f- try to finish off this guy on the ground. 18. Kill his ass. I think I am just going to take his head and just slam it into the ground. Again and again and again and again until nothing except the continued grunts of effort and pain from Chell. Nothing except the flap of Lilith's wings and the horses cantering off in the distance. Nothing except for the sound of yet more hoofprints at the southern end of the arroyo. And Chell finishes the diamond. This is it. If we get separated, remember, remember, it's Lieutenant Piero. You have to take in my bag. But if we get separated, I'm so sorry about your family. And she holds out her hand. I take it. Well, I make sure that Lilith is somewhere where I can get her. I think Lilith reverts back to her normal shape and runs to grab her big sister's hand. And as she grabs her hand, she signs, I love you. (gasps) And together, the three of you step into the diamond. And what you don't see as you disappear, in the split second before you do, the line that has the rent in it breaks. And you are transported. You are no longer in that dusty arroyo as the rest of the Outriders arrive. And you are falling. 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 Down in the evening light over an unknown marsh. Falling to earth. Like a meteorite. The day before, zero hour. First came the outriders on proud warhorses, violence beaded on their flanks in the noonday sun. Second came the war slaves, faces blank, marshaled forward marching in chains. Third, the infantry, the veterans, chain hauberks and mouths set in killing lines. War elephants. More and more poured into the Teham Valley till the savannah was obscured, replaced by a shifting mosaic of steel and flesh. They came still, purple-plumed captains and porter slaves wheeling vast store carts. They descended upon the town, the war train of Prince Usman. And when the prince himself stepped down from his gilded palanquin, his armor shone brighter than the noonday sun, and it seemed the veldt itself would burst into brush fires before him. All across the valley, his host took their knees, silent. The prince surveyed the little town, hovels and huts crowding a watering hole, its elders face down in the dirt, prostrate before his beauty. 
At a signal, his lieutenant shouted and all his host began to make camp, settling around the little town like a slave's collar. But he, the Lord Protector of Baran, stood still. He, Witch Slayer, stroked his chin. He, Tajem's right hand, breathed the air. For his royal eye had fallen on your family's caravan, Najma. Their colorful gaming tents, their mummer's stage, their circus pavilion. The prince looks at your father, who looks regal even on his knees, somehow still tall and proud. Your father's hawk-like face betrayed not even the hint of fear. He looked splendid in the simple gray garb of a master actor. In a voice like song, the prince asked your father, Know you the story of Tajem's return, Sirrah? Aye, lord, your father replied. And Usman the Divine laughed and clapped his hands, and when he smiled, it seemed as though the noonday sun would dim for shame. We'll have it tonight. Tonight? We shall have sport. <laughs> 